Welcome to the Unleashed Unlimited podcast. This is episode 16. Welcome, entrepreneurs, executives, experts, and service-based professionals to the Unleashed and Unlimited podcast, where it's all about connecting and collaborating toward a brighter future. Join the movement to take control of the powerful forces that shape the direction of your life and your destiny. We are not the dabblers. We are the doers, the disruptors, the dominators. This is the podcast where we share top-tier systems, strategies, and stories from common leaders taking uncommon action toward becoming free through dominating their field and ultimately unleashed and unlimited in their lives and businesses. Welcome to the Unleashed Unlimited podcast. And in this episode 16, we have with us Rob Payne, a booking and talent management specialist. Thanks for joining us, Rob. Welcome to the Unleashed Unlimited podcast. And we have with us today Jeannie Holtzbacher as one of our hosts, of course, myself. And we have our special guest, Rob Payne. <laughs> Drum roll. Hey, like the pasta. Like the pasta, like the pasta. <laughs> What's going on, Mr. Payne, Mr. Rob Payne? Talk to yeah. us. Matt, I'm excited to be here. Thank you for the invitation. Uh, you have a really hopping group. I was able to jump in and be a part of and see all the engagement and activity. So you guys definitely are great leaders. So it's a privilege to be here. Thank you. Love it. Glad to have you. T walk us through a little bit for the listeners who... I don't yet. I know it's surprising and shocking, but they might not yet know who you are. But by the time we're done, they will. <laughs> Walk us through a little bit about what your, where you are in your journey and how you yeah. how you came to the point you are today. Cool. Okay, so I'm gonna start from now and then work my way backwards. Right? That okay. might make sense. So right now, we run a booking management and talent development company that helps speakers, recording artists, and athletes get more gigs and sponsorships. So basically, yeah, whatever gets you paid, we try to go find it. Uh, the unique thing about what we do is we actually do the work. So I'm not a coach. I'm not going to coach you on, here, go to do this thing. Go, you know, learn how to mindset this and might no, no, no. Because after that, you're going to go and not do the work. Because to find 100 contacts, to call 100 people, to follow up, the third day, it's tough, right? So uh, we actually do that work for people, um, mainly because my specialty is outreach. Uh, I've spent a lot of time in outreach from emails to phone calls to in-person outreach. So the offline and online type of outreach, I've uh, been there, done that. And I just enjoy it. You know, I, I just enjoy it. So uh, we've created a system to train our team and execute on the work. So we add a few tools here to make things a lot more efficient, but then it's the system and the process that the team goes through based on our ideas and our strategies that gets the work done. So what one speaker would do probably in two weeks, I literally can get it done in a day. 
So wow. Yeah, yeah, and and it's 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 not the best business move, and I'll be direct and upfront. It's not the smartest business move uh, from a scalability standpoint because it's a lot of labor. However, this is just the first part of the entire master plan, <laughs> right? Eventually, we're gonna get there, uh, but this type of system can eventually be purchased and bought out by a bigger company, not for the work per se, but more of the actual way that we work, right? So in the grand scheme of things, that's where I'm headed. I'm always thinking exit, always thinking exit. <laughs> love it, So love it. absolutely yeah. love that. That's what we do now. Yeah. So. I want to get to how you got here, but I want to ask one question first. What did, what would that look like? So a lot of times on podcasts specifically, people are listening and they're digging what they hear, but you know, to get a like to get an idea of what that looks like. Well, what would that So we know what the outcome would be that we get speaking gigs, that we get recording gigs and those kinds of things, but what what would that look like for them? I think that would be helpful for the listeners. Yeah. So usually let speakers is probably the easiest uh, example we could use. Usually when speakers are ready, they'll go learn how to speak at Toastmasters or a John Maxwell thing. They, they've got their message now. The next question for them is, okay, where do I go to speak, to exercise my ability to speak? Um, naturally, they'll go in Google, right? And then as they meander around online, their next question is, uh, what do I Google? Who do I Google? And then how do I find the information? Those are easy. You can find it. Just go, whatever your thought is, I go to a website, I get the contact information, put it down in a spreadsheet or a document, get the phone number, and then I'll send them an email. And I'll write a long email about what I do, right? So after that tiny little process, it's probably going to be about 30 minutes, right, to do that. Well, maybe 20 if you're good. If you're a great researcher, maybe 10 minutes. So you could probably motor through and get tired after you know an hour because oh my gosh i sent five emails in an hour or whatever um and then the next day you don't get a response and the next day you don't get another response but you're doing the same work and after a week you've sent maybe 30 emails really strong emails because i'm really excited so i'm telling you everything about what i do and how i can speak and all that stuff that's 30 emails in one week you know we'll bang out thirty thousand emails in one week uh, if necessary, <laughs> but it, we don't do that because uh, we try to stay targeted, right? So from the beginning, from the first question of where do I go to speak, we specifically have indicators on what companies, what associations to go after based on their behavior of previously hiring someone like you. So that, so that way we eliminate all the excess you know, activity but we know exactly who we're targeting. And then we know who to find because it's usually not the info at superiorgroup.com or contact us, right? That's, but that's what they have on their website. Well, there's ways that we know how to identify and ask the right questions on who to target that will do the hiring, right? So that's the second thing that helps us kind of further than the normal person. Uh, and then we know what to say to that person <laughs> to get them to respond, yeah. right? Uh, so, and the, probably the most basic tip is don't tell them about what you're doing, you know, about you as a speaker. That, that you'll never get a response because mm -hmm. you're excited about it. You write the two, three paragraphs, send your speaker reel and all that stuff. That's great. You're excited. They're not going to respond because they have no idea who you are. It's a cold email. 
So the objective of the code email is one thing is to get them to respond, right? Whether it's a yes or a no or a this is the right, the better person to talk to, not me. So that will get people a lot further than where they're at right now if they do just that. Love it. I love that. that that's amazing. I mean, that's just like marketing in itself. And you have a marketing background, don't you? So let's yeah. let's yeah. talk about that. How did how did you get to this point? So that's a great mission. Yeah. I love what you're doing, especially because we're associated with lots of speakers and coaches, consultants, and that kind of thing. Yeah, uh, such a great skill. How'd you how'd you get here? Yeah. So here's another little tip that'll get people excited. Um, that will weave in the marketing stuff. So let's say you reach out to United Way, and you you know that well. One, we know that they pay for speakers, for events, and they're a big company, so we know that, right? Uh, but let's say uh, you've been trying to email as long as, you know, whatever, and you just aren't able to get them. Um, what we do as part of our whole package plan, whatever, uh, is there's tools out there. There's tools that you could use that will serve, you have machine learning capabilities that will serve an ad for you when somebody within that ecosystem mentions anything to do with United Way, right? Uh, so part of our research is looking for those kind of patterns and conversations around the people in the organization, not just uh, what's on the website. No, we find different people that we can pull, then we research what they talk about, right? And we see a similar pattern of the way they're posting, and then we'll take those keywords, plop it into this machine learning tool. Whenever they post that, our ad is gonna show up to remind them or at least show them like, hey, it's kind of retargeting, but a more direct keyword specific retargeting. Okay. Um, so there's tools that you could you know, uh, do that, but that's, that helps in pushing the agenda, just like if, as if you went in person to their, their location and knocked on a door and gave them a, you know, a cookie or whatever and say, hey, I'm just checking on an email that I sent to Brad like, does he know you there? Yeah, he knows the email that I sent, <laughs> you know, kind of similar, similar, but an, a, in an online fashion. Yeah. Um, but that had me a cookie. marketing background. You had me a cookie. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I was good to go at that point. <laughs> yeah. So when somebody shows up to hire you, is it an initial 60 minute consultation? Do they fill out a questionnaire and then you're able to run with it? How does that process work? Uh, for me or for the speakers getting booked? Which one? For the speakers. When they want to hire you to promote them as a speaker. Oh, 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 yeah. It's just a, you know, questionnaire so I can get to know them a little bit more prep for the call. And then we'll hop on a call and I get to hear what uh, they want to do and what their biggest pain point is. And if their pain point isn't what we do, then I'll offer them some suggestions on, you know, whatever, however they can fix that issue. Uh, based on my experience, but if it is something that we can help with, then I'll just invite them to look more into what we do, and I'll send them the PDF, and uh, they can make a decision. Because what we do is very specific. So it's either yes, I need the help, or no, I'm struggling with this other thing. What what ideas do you have there? And I'll give them some ideas there. I love it. That's one of the greatest things that we when we had our conversation a while back was that I loved because you literally are living and breathing and walking what i talk about all the time and that is knowing your ideal client yeah because there are people that you're you're not just looking for anybody you're looking yeah. for a very specific person who already has the speaking skills you're not looking for wannabe speakers who have never yeah. spoken before that's not what you're doing that's not what you're looking at doing 
Um, do they have to be a master speaker? No, but they have to have the skill already built and they have to be ready to do it. If I understand correctly, is that true? Yeah, yeah. It's we drilled it down even closer to speakers that uh, either have an assistant or hired an assistant before and it just didn't work out, right? Because um, usually the stuff that, and, and I've been around the block in terms of understanding the different people that train that have coaching programs around speaking and 100% uh, the way that we do outreach is way like different because my outreach is from a marketing standpoint, from an outreach, like literal outreach. So it's not just the pedestrian of Google here and use these keywords. We have very specific uh, search language that we use and then different, you know, just strategies on so it's because we we know those particular people um the assistants they probably don't know what we do right and can't execute as fast as we do and that's why we know we can help that specific speaker with the assistant what i hear you saying and what i know about the conversations that we've had is it's all about relationships <laughs> it's all about the relationships you created if you would now let's step back and you have a fascinating story. So would you share a story yeah. about how you came here and some of the relationships you've created along the way? Yeah, I grew up in an island in the South Pacific, American Samoa. Uh, it's a tiny island, 60,000 people on the rock. Uh, <laughs> the rock, Dwayne Johnson, he's from there. His family's from there. And I grew up there. I learned science, English, chemistry, all that there. And uh, baseball was my ticket off the island. I didn't play football because I'm not huge like them. But I was uh, one of the first people to leave the island on a full baseball scholarship. So when I went to a private school in Michigan, it was very expensive to make collect calls, super expensive. So I had to figure out another way. Uh, the internet was just growing down there. And I learned how to use, you know, email and other tools, uh, Friendster back in the day to communicate with my family. And I just kind of fell in love with online space. Uh, fast forward, I made the USA All-Star team to a tournament in Europe. So I love Germany because I got to visit Germany too. Uh, we played really well there. I made some relationships while I was out there. And I ended up here in California to work out with the Dodgers uh, as a free agent in the summer after the USA uh, tournament. I did not sign. I did get invited. I got hurt. But the people that I stayed in uh, touch with when I was at the trip made an offer and said, hey, why don't you come play with us? Uh, so I ended up in London at their highest league. But I also, I went there because Major League Baseball. So they hired me and flew me all over Europe, Germany, Spain. How fun was that? Yeah, to stand in front of people that spoke very little English and teach them about the sport of baseball. So while I was doing that, I got to learn how to promote, learn how to do outreach, because we had to literally go out and pass flyers and get people excited. Uh, so I learned that skill set. And I also made friends in the different countries that were GMs, owners, and scouts, and coaches of those teams. So when I came back, I ended up playing pro ball again, but I got hurt at the end of it to call it quits. But uh, after, during the season, guys would get um, released. During spring training, they would get released. So I had the relationships and I had the, the pool of potential you know, customers to fill those voids. So I just brokered the deal, put the one sheet together for these players. And eventually 37 people got signed in a, you know, a couple of years. Uh, and I just fell in love with it. Um, but I also, after I stopped playing uh, baseball, I came back to California and then it allowed me to do more of ministry. I, I'm just a ministry guy. So I jumped into the school system, started teaching, 
And that ballooned into me traveling the country, all over California, speaking and teaching, uh, so much so that PBS uh, heard the buzz and they asked, hey, can we follow you with cameras for 18 months? <laughs> I wow. said, what? Uh, what changed was my father passed away during that time filming and they followed me to Samoa, filmed that too. And they also filmed when I said, I'm done. I'm not traveling, God. I was doing all this stuff for you and you take my father, I'm out. You know, not, nothing to do with it. So went back into teaching and just did that. And then I hid in marketing because I had acquired all these skills. I would do uh, what's commonly known now as blended learning or the flip classroom. Back then, around 2002, 2003 maybe. Uh, actually, no, it was much later. But it was before it was taught as an official curriculum. I was doing it because I knew how to build websites and create curriculum. So they go on YouTube, learn it at home, come to class, and then we you know, uh, do all the exercises and tests. So I, I was doing that so much so that the skills I had acquired, and then we had our first baby, she was rough, man. Uh, we decided I'm just gonna stay and, you know, be here with Kehlani and build out this thing. So I just dove right into marketing and I, I stayed there for a long time, long, long time. But every year though, every year when we watch The Voice or I watch Baseball or American Idol, I always ask myself, wow, do I wanna get more players signed? Maybe I should make some calls. Uh, do I wanna help that recording artist? Because I think she's good. She shouldn't have been you know, uh, eliminated. She's good, I can help her. But I never do it just cause I just, uh, you know, I just go do marketing. But it wasn't until a year and a half ago when my mom asked, um, did you know that me and your dad wanted you to get a doctorate? I'm like, what? Okay, so I did. And I'm in the middle of that process right now and I'm doing it because it's their dream and I love education. I've got multiple graduate degrees just because I love that stuff. Uh, but it forced me to ask the question, do I really want to serve painters and plumbers and HVACs, you know, in marketing? Because the doctorate stuff, I want to do that. Do I really want to do the local marketing? Just for the record, we love them too. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we love them. It's cool. <laughs> but generating leads for them and me benefiting little, eh, I don't know. <laughs> it just, it was cool, but it, it was just another thing, you know, another job, another, you know, client. Uh, so as in July, when I came back from my residency, I traveled twice a year uh, for a week or in two weeks to do the doctorate. During that time, I'm like, do I really want to do it? Do I really want to do it? I came back and like, nope, don't want to do it. <laughs> don't want to do it. So what do I want to do? After some really serious reflection with some friends and mentors, decided that let's just jump into this because I like it. You know, I'm jazzed about it and I'm kind of okay at it, you know. <laughs> and I can utilize all of my outreach skills to help that these humble. There's a little humility coming out of you. And, and that, <laughs> I, I dig it. So it was like 12 years that you're in marketing, right? Long time, right? right? Yep. So um, I love that. So you have a marketing background, which definitely helps you because you understand the, the key items. See, as a speaker, a trainer, coach, consultant, I don't want to know all that stuff. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I love, I love connecting with people that do love that stuff. That's their passion, you know, and, and that's, that's awesome. Those skill sets. Yeah. Key for those of us that don't want to, I want to understand it at a surface level, how it works basically. Um, but I don't want to understand the deep depths of it. Aren't, don't you agree with that, Jeannie? Absolutely. Because 
uh, you know, you're not going to get anywhere. You talk about what you love and you talk about wanting to do it as lucratively as possible, which is wise. Um, you can't do things as lucrative as lucrative as possible by trying to be great at everything. You got to pick your one or two things and run with it. Yep. Brad and I have learned that very lesson the hard way. Yeah, I think we all have learned it the hard way too. <laughs> you know, and we were a couple of Sundays ago, he and I were at um, Crossroads, which is a big entrepreneurial melting pot and church ministry here in the city. And nice. actually they had um, one of the football players. We have a lot of pro athletes in the area and we had, uh, they had one of the former fo pro football players in Cincinnati there and he had been traded and he was no longer active, but he said, you know, I, he had a, a negative experience with coming out of playing and it was an injury and it was a sad thing and he didn't like it but it opened up the platform he says now i can look back and see that that athletic time is what opens up the platform for me to do the amazing things i get to do in the city and with kids yeah good for him indeed awesome. so amazing background that's what's brought you here now we know what you're doing let me ask you some questions about success. I mean, you're, yeah. you're pursuing your doctorate. If you, for the people listening, some real, some real nuggets of value from your perspective, I really like to drill down into that. I mean, if you could give them some advice and all the things that you've traveled all over, you've been everywhere. Well, not everywhere, but I think people know what I mean by that. You've been all over. You've had some exciting events. If you were to give somebody maybe starting out on their path or somebody that wants to pursue success in, you know, in a heavy way, something that will really give them some advice. What advice would you give them? Yeah, that's good. Uh, I would say don't focus too much on the outcome if you're not good at the process. <laughs> you know, now, and that's countercultural for coaching because we want to be driven by the outcome. Uh, but if, if the outcome is what drives me and my process is broken, I'm going to be broken fighting myself during the process. You know, so that, that means the difference between getting to where I need to get in a month versus getting to where I need to get in a day, right? So you can still focus on it. That's great. Bruce Lee says the, the, uh, the, the passionate pursuit counts more than the, 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 what's being pursued, something like that. Love right? it. So, uh, if you want to focus on outcome, great, but make sure that your process is the right process because there's no substitute for the right work. You could work hard, but if it's not the right work, you're going to work hard longer, right? We want to get to where we want to go as fast as we can, as most efficiently as we can, as profitably as we can. So outcome is great, but focus on the process. The outcome is going to be a result of the right process. I love it. I often say, describe a little bit. I think the way you, I love the way you put that. Um, be rigid in the goal, but flexible in the approach because we may need. Yeah. That's a nice t-shirt. I like that. <laughs> if you're focused on the, the outcome only, like if, if we're trying to get to the top of the mountain and we've clarified that there's, we all know there's lots of people that haven't even clarified that. They don't really even know what they want. That's a whole right. different story. <laughs> yeah. <Let's> say, <laughs> that's a longer version of the podcast. But so we know what the top of the mountain is. And if you're constantly focused on the top of the mountain, then we're not watching the step, the step mm. by step by step, the sticks and the rocks mm -hmm. and the stuff that's the barriers that are in front of our way. And I think 
that's one of the easiest analogies to describe that. I love what you said. It's it that's the process. It's one foot in front of the other foot in front of the other foot and removing barriers one at a time along the way to get to the top. It's really that simple, but I think a lot of us have a tendency to make it more complicated. Yeah, I like the when you said removing the barriers one step at a time and that that it, that should be celebrated. You know, once you remove that one barrier, you have to celebrate it cuz that's a big win. You know, big big win and little small steps lead to the bigger, you know, development. So that tiny little barrier, man, enjoy it. But like, bring it on, bring it on. <laughs> That's amazing. So I love your mission. I love that we connected. Jeannie, you have any, any final question for him while, before we ask where people can get in touch with him? I do have a final question. So tell me some of the best advice you've ever been given. Oh, man. Whew. Forgive yourself. Yep. Forgive yourself. Yeah, that's really, that's really a good one because so many people, I, I'm in a healthcare industry and so we work with the end of life in hospice and so many people want to have compassion yeah. um, and, and care and concern for others, but they don't have it for themselves. And so they end up walking around half cocked. Yeah, 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 yeah. Love I it. think forgiveness, just the word forgiveness should be thrown around more, <laughs> mm -hmm. I think, yeah. I agree. Actually, in one of my courses, that's one of the three things that I give out and challenge people to do that nice. every day for two weeks. I forgive myself for wow. So you say your name. So Brad, or you say Rob, I forgive you that and then whatever it is. Because I'm with you. I love that you just brought that up. There's so many people that carry this stuff around them for a long time and they don't forgive themselves for the mistakes they've made in the past. Yeah. make mistakes. Yeah. yeah. All imperfectly perfect, right? Yeah. 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 Grace is granted to everyone. Mm -hmm. Love it. Yeah. Jeannie, anything else? I know I said last, but I'm going to give one final call. Robbie, you have anything? Jeannie, you have anything? I'm good. I have a lot, but not for this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> he just, he sparked so many things when he was telling his story. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Indeed. I love it. So, if people want to use your service, they want to get in, talk, in touch with you, they want to uh, apply, if you will, and see if there's a good fit, how would they do that? What's the best way to get in touch with you, Rob? Probably the best way, uh, and probably the best way for them to get values is just Facebook. Because um, I, I hammer all kinds of stuff that's in my brain on my Facebook posts. So I give so much away. Oh, here's what's interesting is, yeah, friend me on Facebook. But then if not, you can go hashtag I'm going to build a long list, hashtag tucked away tip, tucked away tip. And I'm giving some gems, absolute next level gems, just <laughs> using that hashtag, right? Nobody else is using it. I did it for myself, but it's like some of the best stuff that I share with my team. I'm like, they're like, whoa, right? Tucked away, hashtag tucked away tip. Yeah. You'll tuck get some like T-U-C-K, tuck away tip. Yeah. T-U-C-K-E-D, tucked. Yep. Tucked away tip. Okay. Yeah. Love it. Yeah. Because I'm hiding these tips, man. But only the only the strong will find it. <laughs> you got to work for it. You know, you're not going to cast your pearls everywhere. Yeah. Are you? Yeah. So whoever is listening to this, you're going to get a ton of the three things that I have now. It's yeah, next level, man. Absolutely. I love it. Well, thank you for joining us today, and we'll drop your links down below. So anybody wants to look for the links as well, but hit them up on Facebook. Yeah, Facebook it is. 
Woo woo. <laughs> Thanks, everybody. Appreciate you. Thank you. You've been listening to the Unleashed and Unlimited podcast for entrepreneurs, experts, and service-based professionals. With gratitude, we thank you for listening. We invite you to subscribe, rate, and review it. And also, stay tuned for more. Thanks for joining us.